Welcome to the Q Review, episode 19, brought to you by Barely's House of Blues and Ribs in downtown Halifax, your one-stop shop for everything Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and the unofficial podcast of the QMJHL. On the other screen is my co-host, Theo Iatra, once again in a virtual edition of the Q Review. What is up, Theo? What is up, Chris? I'm doing well in this ancient, I'm sorry for this disgusting-looking grandma's, I don't even know what it is. I like it. It adds character. Um, but yeah, it's Santa mug up there. Let's see. I don't even know it. Just a bunch of old crap. But yeah, new setup. Not for long, I hope. But um, yeah, don't get used to it, folks. So yeah, we're back though, baby. Had some camera errors and uh, big snowstorm in Halifax. So no shot. I was taking the trip up to the studio. No studio. uh, Studio is missing us though. Fingers crossed for no school tomorrow, so we will see. You don't have school anyways, but yeah, must don't be have nice. to worry about that. <laughs> what was going on last week? Uh, last couple of weeks, we haven't had an episode in a little bit. Yeah, we've been. The folks have been missing us. Heard uh, everybody's been wanting an episode. Sorry on that part, folks. But now we're back. Um, every all my buddies had the reading week, so uh, like buddies at Acadia and X, and got to see them. Went downtown and. Got a few uh, buzzed up downtown, and now we're back, though. What about you? I made a trip to Mugden to watch the Mooseheads, as you guys saw in our story. Uh, Cue review on the road for the first time. Chris, Uh, you're froze, bud. I'm froze? Yeah, you're froze for me. I don't know for the folks watching. Oh, now you're back. You're back, baby. Can you hear me, though? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Should we just restart? (laughs) No, no, no. It's okay. So... (laughs) Head to Moncton, uh, me and a couple of buddies from work, uh, had Arby's for the first time. Uh, never, I've had it before, but not, uh, it's been a while. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I got so I can give you guys a decent description. Uh, I had the, he's trying to find it. I am, I'm on the menu right now. Uh, Let's see here. Beef. <laughs> beef, just beef. Uh, I got the Montreal smoked meat Reuben. Oh, uh, basically it was just roast beef with a uh, little bit of sauerkraut on it. Not too much to overpower, but just a little bit to kind of tingle the tongue. Um, pretty good stuff. It, the only thing I would change is the bun or the bread, I guess, was not toasted or anything. It was just a sandwich with bread oh, taken man. right out of the bread bag you got to get it toasted man that's ridiculous well, even even mcdonald's it's not toasted that much but like it's enough to you know be warm if you don't get it toasted then you're an automatic psychopath um arby's my sandwich i would say it was a solid eight um it the meat was tender the only thing i would change is that bread um i could have made it to a 10. they also had this weird thing called horsey sauce which is like horseradish Oh, I don't. I don't um, fuck with horseradish. Tastes, tastes awful. I I tried it, but it was not good. Um, I mean, Dad likes it. So yeah, a little more about the game. We went, uh, had some pretty good seats right in the Moncton end. So we saw Halifax score quite a bit. Eleven uh, three final. If you guys were paying attention to the stories, uh, yeah, wild game. They left. It's crazy. They left Vincent Fillion in for ten goals, which was brutal. Fans were not happy. Um, they, although they gave him a nice ovation, the Moncton fans are good people. They gave 
Philion an ovation, uh, which I thought was nice. He, I honestly thought he quit on the spot because he wasn't on the bench for probably 10 minutes after he got pulled. Yeah. So I thought he pulled like, you know, the coach kind of pulled a Patrick Waugh, as people were saying on Twitter, where if people remember Patrick yeah. Waugh got pulled where after just quit. 10 just goals and then didn't play another game for Montreal. So I honestly thought that was happening. But uh, yeah, no, it was a fun game though. Uh, cheap right. drinks, cheap drinks. Drinks were only seven twenty-five each. I got two doubles for thirty bucks. Yeah, you did. So that's a pretty <laughs> good deal compared to Halifax. So I'll take yeah, that any, any day. What's um, Halifax drinks like? How much uh, are those? I forget. A, a beer's ten twenty-five. Jesus. Um, about the game though, uh, people were loving your story uh, when you said uh, at the Wildcats podcast, <laughs> "Are you still here?" Um, did that? What are your thoughts on? Uh, um, did they go back at you or what? Uh, they no, about? they just. <laughs> they I mean, they didn't really have much to say. Fair enough. I have nothing against those guys. It was just kind of like you know they interact with our content, so yeah, just kind of wanted to get a little, you know do stuff for the media attention. Um, yeah. But no, they they have great stuff. I listen to their stuff pretty well every week. Uh, shout out Wildcast Podcast for being such good sports, especially during that game. Um, but yeah, it was, it was messy. It I was think messy. Well, I think at one point there was seven goals on nine shots. I think it was. And just Jordan yeah, Dumais was a couple points behind Bedard for the CHL lead, and they took over. Uh, now currently has, I believe, 107. I'll check that. But you watched a bit of that game, didn't you? It was nuts. It was just all all four lines actually just produced. And, of course, Dume. But you got to give give it to the goalie, as you mentioned. Poor guy. Um, I would have pulled the Paddy Wah, as you were mentioned. I would have been sick and tired of it. But, no, that's fair. Well, the next game they had to play at two o'clock in Halifax, which I get. You don't want to put Steinman in there to, you know, he plays and to get injured or something. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand what they did. It ended up Steinman went in for that game in in Halifax like the next day. But then Philly went back in. He had a good bounce back. 13 saves in on 14 shots. So. Steinman currently injured, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, Jordan Dume now has 109 points, which is five behind Connor Bedard. So Bedard must have lit it up <laughs> yeah. last week. Um, I wanted to give a couple shout outs. Isaac Beliveau signed his entry level deal with the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, playing for Gatineau right now on that hot, hot Gatineau team. 13 wins in a row. How are you? Um, we also had Alex Doucette of the Moosehead sign one with the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so both of those guys, 20-year-olds, they won't be back next year. They'll be playing pro. Uh, there was a couple guys made debuts in the last two weeks. Jacob Peltier is one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember some other ones firsthand. Uh, I'm just going to look that up. Peltier, and uh, he was playing with Huberdo for a bit, too. I think he's fully earned a top six role pending a trade. Uh, he was up there for injury, but now he's really sticking in the top six because I don't think there's any major injuries right now. So He's fast, man. That guy's unbelievable. Yeah, Jacob Peltier was very fun to watch. 
Um, let's see here. There, I swear there was more than that. Um, yeah, maybe not. Well, they'll they'll come to me eventually. They'll they'll come to me here in a sec. Anyway, um, trade deadline, NHL trades. Uh, we had some former Q players get traded, such as Timo Meyer, former Moosehead. Uh, he goes to the Devils in a huge deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just pulling it up here so I don't get any of the details wrong. But we've got that's the Kane one. Lots of huge trades, man. Like especially for the Leafs, they loaded up. But I don't, I don't know, man. Some of those guys are like, I wouldn't say depth options, but they're all right. So Devils acquire Timo Meyer and Timur Ibragamov, Scott Harrington, and Centeri Haka Hadaka, and Zach Eamond, who also played for Ruan Naranda. Yeah. Uh, and a fifth round pick for Fabian Zetterland, Andreas Janssen, Shakir Mukamadulin, and Nikita Ahokchuik. And a first round pick, a second round pick, and a seventh round pick. So just a huge trade. Uh, we saw two, one current Q guy and one former Q guy swapped. Uh, Vegas got Ivan Barbashev, former Moncton Wildcat, uh, straight up for Zach Dean playing with Gatineau right now. So with that trade and where St. Louis is, do you think Dean plays for the Blues next year? At I don't. All? I, I don't at all. At all, not full time, just at all. I, call I can I can see him, yeah, again called up, but I, I I don't see him. Uh, I don't see him playing full time. I think he's he's still like an exceptional player, but I think he just needs time to develop. And I think that's the problem with um, these like GMs, like put sending these guys in right away. I think these guys are still young and they still still need some st- still see. Ugh can't even speak still needs some improvement um but yeah I, I think he should be up there for a bit um i just don't see it full time though uh we also saw julian gautier former uh valdor four and st john sea dog in that tyler mott trade mikhail abramov was a former victoriaville tigra won the president cup with them uh he was in the o'reilly deal uh sammy blay former Charlottetown Islander also traded in the Tarasenko deal. Anthony Bovillier in the Bo Horvat deal. Uh, What's that? Sammy Blay just signed a one-year contract with the Blues. One year, one mil. I mean, no goals or one goal this year. So, you know, not really high risk there. But you never know. He could play for the Blues. Like, they're getting rid of everybody, right? So, like, it could, could go either way. Uh, let's get straight into the queue instead of blabbering on. Um, you mentioned um, talking about uh, Q guys' debuts. Did you mention the um, Durando? Did you mention that? Yes, Arno Durando, yeah. Islanders prospect, former Moosehead, also uh, making his debut. Flyers, yeah. So we look at the look at the top ten CHL. Quebec down to number three after losing to Halifax. Uh, Gatineau stays at four, which shocks me because they're on a 13, 13 game heater. Yep. Sherbrooke's up to number five, Halifax down to number six after losing to Sherbrooke. So I guess that's why they went down. Uh, Q team of the week, Ivan Ivan, eight points, two games, seven points against the Sea Dogs. Highlight at that. 
Um, and then he was also named captain of the Eagles a couple weeks ago. Uh, do you think that's deserving? I think, yeah. The see, like, like with uh, Woodwork too. Like, how 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 old's the difference between Woodwork and him? I know they're two. What? I gotta double check, but I think Ivan Ivan is twenty. Yeah, but anyway, doesn't matter. Um, no, Ivan Ivan's been uh been really good with um Cape Ryan. He's obviously not the biggest goal scorer, but he's a huge playmaker, just like kind of like Durant um with uh Mooseheads. Um, but yeah, no, he's uh he deserves it. I think. What about what do you think? He is an overager, so I think that pretty young team. Uh, they did bring in some guys like Zach Bagar, uh, Braden Schmidt, some of those older guys. But I think Ivan Ivan's been there from the start, so I don't really see another option. Exactly, and good good use of the leadership role at that at that age with the young guys. So yeah, it's well deserved, I think. Riley Kidney, eight points in three games. Feel like we talk about him every single week. Uh, a couple <laughs> points against Shakutami, another three points against Shakutami, and then three points against Ruan Naranda. Uh, Giovanni Morneau, seven points in three games. Couple assists versus the Sea Dogs. Goal and an assist against Shawinigan. And his first career hat trick against Bathurst. And a little under the radar rookie, 44 points in 56 games this season, uh, signed from Ontario. He's eligible to play next year, I believe. Uh, on defense, you got Tristan Liddell, another guy I feel like we talk about every week. Eight points in three games. Uh, goal and an assist against Shakutami. Goal and three assists against Shakutami. And two assists against Ruan Naranda. Dylan Gill of the Huskies, six points, three games. Uh, tied a career high with three assists against Blainville and a couple points against Blainville as well after. And then an assist against Gatineau. So, and then... Roland. We also have uh, Olivier Adam, 2-0-0, save percentage, 0.5 goals against, and a shutout. 22 save shutout against Halifax, huge win for them. And then 14 saves against Valdor. And I believe it was Tristan Linneau was Q player of the week. So congrats to them. Uh, Linneau was also a plus eight. So that's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah, holy Anyone that you think should have made the team of the week? I, I, I haven't been really noticing, but I, what you mentioned about Olivier Adam on my notes for the game recaps, he's just been all over the board. He's been having, like, as of late too, he's been terrific. Like, um, I know you said he's on the Q, Q, uh, team of the week, but no, he's been, he's been, uh, he deserves it for sure. Oh, more now? No, uh, Olivier Adam. Yeah, Olivier Adams been hot. He's yeah. I don't know if that's like a like we said about Nick Herbatees, if it's just good guys in front of him or but he was good with Bay Camo too. So I I think he's just really him. stepping up. Uh, I think Jordan Dupe should have been on the team of the yeah. week. Well, he had seven points in that game alone that I went to. So yeah. I yeah, well, it's all good. We don't pick them, so it's crazy. Uh, I've got a few weekday games we can get into. So Charlottetown beating St. John 5-3. Simon Hughes, couple goals. They picked him up from Drummondville. Kiefer Lyons had his second career goal. Michael Horth, Jeremy Biakabatuka. I'm getting good at saying that name. Yeah, it's like We've a, said it so many times. It. You're buzzing. You're buzzing. Uh, Jake Robillard, third star, 39 saves. 
Uh, Olivier Bordeaux, 25 saves in the loss. Noah Breidhart, Pavel Simic, and Luca Benoit scored the Sea Dogs goals. Uh, Benoit's second since coming over from Ontario about halfway through the gear. Um, it's nice to see the Sea Dogs getting goals from guys that aren't Brady Burns or Cole Burbage. Because I feel like every time we mention the Sea Dogs, that's all that scores is those two. And I think that's key if they want to make the playoffs. They need some depth for sure. Uh, Josh Lawrence scored a couple goals. Halifax beats Moncton 4-2. That was the game after the one I went to. Uh, David Moravec and Brady Schultz scored as well. Matt Catterford, couple assists. Connor Treadleman, Miles Mueller scored for the Wildcats. Very close game. Uh, Moose were up 3-0 after the first. Moncton got two in the second, and then Schultz kind of sealed it with 47 seconds left in the second. Uh, yeah, so... Steinman went out and Filion had to come in. So he he came in after the first, I believe. So very solid game after that. Is that where you say Steinman was injured? Steinman got injured in that yeah. game. Yeah, because that was the day after I went to Moncton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday, February 22nd, Blaineville loses to Rouen Noranda 3-2 in overtime. Dylan Gill from Team of the Week 240 into overtime ends it. Edward Cornoyer and Daniil Borash scored the other goals. Theo Lemieux and James Swan had the Armada goals, and the Huskies with that win have now clinched a playoff spot. One point behind Victoriaville. So a team we're not talking about near enough. They don't have any big stars, you know, not similar to Victoriaville. They don't have huge stars. They got Tommy Cormier, Max Pellerin, um, just got Freddie Brunet. But before that, you know, their goaltending has really helped them this season. They're you and I said Darvo and Dag would be, you know, good, and they have been. So, Absolutely. yeah, Ruan Naranda, keep an eye on them come playoff time. Yeah, for sure. Thursday, February 23rd, we got the Sea Dogs beating Moncton uh, 3-2. That's a huge game for St. John. You know, they're clawing on to the playoffs. Yep. Uh, Vince Ellie, Noah Reinhardt, and Giuseppe Ieniello scored for the Sea Dogs. 33 saves for Ventislav Shingerov. Vinny LaBelle and Jonas Tybell scored the Wildcat goals. Victoriaville beat Quebec, one of the games of the year. I think that one was sold out in Quebec, so around 15,000 fans. Nathan Darvo stole the show, 41 saves. Victoriaville's 3-0 was just enough. That lead, late push by Quebec, made it 3-2. Igor Gorianov, Thomas Belgard, and Tommy Cormier with the Tigre goals. Daniel Agostino and Justin Robita score for the Ramparts. That was Robita's first in six games. So you don't hear that all lot either. Who speaking of Robita, we say he's in that slump. Who do you think, you know, we talk about trade acquisitions? Would you say Robita has been the biggest disappointment so far? Well, I wouldn't say disappointment, but like I know Robita is not producing, but he's still I, I like compared to what he was before with Valador, like he's he's not because like look at Quebec, they're all stacked, right? He doesn't he, he's not like because Robida obviously was the best player on Valador and there wasn't really anybody close to him. But with Quebec, there's like Theo Rochette, all these guys like Paul Duke, um, whoever. And I think he's just kind of he notices that. It's kind of like Patty Kane with the Rangers, like there's so many good guys, but who knows if he's going to produce just as good, you know what I mean? 
Well, I mean, Broby does not even playing first line, right? Like yeah, he's exactly he's not playing mean. first line. Uh, I doubt he's playing penalty kill. Maybe I'm wrong, but he was playing everything in Valdor. So more opportunity equals more minutes, which leads to more points usually. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I wouldn't say you know I, I think Freddie Brunet, if I had to pick, was my would be the top acquisition. Just solidified that the uh, Victoriaville blue line. So I think he was the top. The Robida trade was really hyped up. And so I think people might look at it as a slight disappointment. Yeah. But I mean, Quebec's in first, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, but it seems Valdor is doing fine without him because they beat Blainville 6-3. Uh, William Prevost and Nathan Brisson scored twice each. Thomas Sibolka and Nathan Barry scored the others. Prevost three points in the end. Alexis Brisson, Alexis Bork, and Arnie Ravinsky scored for the Arbata. Char- I watched the game, and Charles Edward Gravel fired one into the crowd 11 seconds in <laughs> and got a penalty. So it was just kind of funny to watch. I didn't, Hilarious. you don't see that very often. Uh, Gatineau beats Chicoutimi 8 2. Second career hat trick for Cole Cormier, 30 goals on the year, five points on the night, which is a career high. Mm-hmm. Impressive considering he also had two penalties as well. So he wasn't on for as long as he usually is. Yeah. Isaac Beliveau, newest contract with the Pittsburgh Penguins. He scored twice. Riley Kidney, Joey Vetrano, and Tristan Leno scored as well. Uh, in this episode, get used to us saying the Gatineau Olympics a lot. Like I said, 13 <laughs> wins in a row. They deserve it. They deserve the hype. Looking into Friday, uh, Charlottetown takes down Shawinigan 5-4. to four. Islanders score three in the third, led by Giovanni Morneau, Sam Bonus, Kiefer Lyons, Simon Hughes, and Carl Etienne-Michel. Jacob Robillard, 35 saves, so another stellar game for him. Felix Lassert scored twice. Evan Courtois and Alexis Bonfall scored the others. Lassert now has 46 points in 56 games. Good for second in rookie scoring. So, it's looking bright in Schwinnigan. Yeah, bright future for sure. Well, you come off a president's cup, you don't expect much, right? So yeah. the fact he's stepping up is it's good yeah. to see. Yeah. Moncton slips by Bathurst two to one. Miles Mueller scored the winner 40 seconds into the third. Yon Loshing scored the other. Fun fact, Yon Loshing is born on a leap year. There you go. I learned that the other day, along with I think it was Trent Ballantyne on Moncton. Donovan Arsenault had the T Tan goal. Uh, Quebec 3-1 to one over Drummondville. Shocker. <laughs> Charles Turchon scored twice. Charles Savoie scored the other. And friend of the show, Maverick Lemoureux, scored for the Volts. If you guys haven't checked out that interview, go check it out. It's our last episode, so tune in. Maverick's a great guy. And we actually have his teammate coming on today, Luke Woodworth. Oh. Uh, Halifax beat Victoriaville 5-2. to two. Jordan Dumay scored twice. Jake Furlong, Alex Doucette, and Evan Boucher with the rest. Max Pellerin and Frederick Brunet scored for the Tigra. Frederick Brunet, like I said, just still leads defense in scoring, I'm pretty sure, unless Leno passed him. And again, Gatineau beats Chikutami, 7-3. Alexis Gendron, two goals. Riley Kidney, Zach Dean, Olivier Nadeau, Olivier Boutin, and Tristan Leno with the other goals. Last five games, Alexis Gendron has 12 goals. Jesus. Put that through your head. Buddy's, buddy's rolling. Maxime Massey, Alexis Moran, and Andre Loshko scored the SAGS goals. 
Lashko is a big one. I know we mentioned him, but he's having a he's having a hell of a year, obviously. Yeah, so like I said earlier, we have Luke Woodworth coming on. Currently got uh, 50 points, 56 games. Uh, he's from Nova Scotia. He said he's heard of us. He listens to some of our stuff, which we appreciate. It's always great when players listen to our stuff. Sure. Uh, should we hand it over to Luke? Let's do it. All right, let's hand it over to Luke Woodworth of the Drummondville Voltageur. Currently leading the Drummondville Voltageurs in points with 50 points in 56 games. Please welcome to the Key Review, Luke Woodworth. Also, Luke Woodworth's birthday today. Happy birthday, Luke. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having got me. Any, got any big plans today? Uh, not much. A couple of the guys are coming over for dinner. Um, so, yeah, it should be pretty relaxed tonight. Right on. Go. Just at the billets place. Yeah. Okay, right on. We heard on High Button Sports that you're considered the mayor of Bridgewater, Nova Scotia. Is that true? Tell us about that. See, I don't know if there's much truth to that. Uh, <laughs> just well known around there? Yeah. Well, uh, speak about Bridgewater a lot. I'm pretty proud of where I come from. So, so yeah. kind of tell us about Bridgewater as a town, like for anyone that doesn't know about Bridgewater. Yeah, it's pretty small. Um, South Shore, Nova Scotia. Uh, there's probably 10,000 people there and pretty tight knit community where everyone, everyone knows each other, um, which kind of makes it that much more special because uh, you, you're not going to go anywhere without knowing the people there. Um, so yeah, I love it. Love it in Bridgewater. I was going to say your summers are probably, you're probably bombarded by people, you know, when you get home. Yeah. I love summer. Um, be able to go back to to Bridgewater and whether it's, at the golf course, walking around, talking to people, um, or or anywhere else, it's pretty special to, to go home in the summers and kind of enjoy enjoy my summers in Bridgewater. What's your handicap? Uh, it's probably around ten. I don't actually keep a handicap, but it's probably oh. around mid eighties. Mid eighties, okay, fair enough. Did you have like a hockey idol growing up? The only guy I know from Bridgewater is like Glenn Murray. Um, but did you have any other idols? I'm assuming you weren't old enough to see him play, really. No, not really much Glenn. Uh, Keith Gatson was always a huge one for me. Um, growing up, living in Bridgewater, he, he graduated through all the, the social bar hockey programs and then uh, went to the queue. So he was always someone that I uh, I looked up to a lot. Um, always wanted to be kind of where he was, and it's pretty special now to be able to be in the queue where, where I looked up at one point and, and saw him there. Um, so Keith was a really big influence on me. Uh, as I was growing up, who's your NHL team? I'm a Winnipeg fan. Oh, Winnipeg, that's off the board too. A little off the board, yeah. <laughs> they just got Niederreiter though. That's a big move. Yeah, they're pretty good. Hard, hard team to play against. So pretty excited to see what they do in playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Are you a big seafood fan since you're from the East Coast? No, I hate seafood. Wow. No way. It's rare. Shocking news, folks. Yeah. East Coaster Luke Woodworth is not like seafood. That's crazy. Okay, well, you're were you at least a big fan of the Team Canada goal song? No, it was unreal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> were you at any incredible? Of a lot of guys in the team didn't know what it was, and it was just, or our team, I should say, in, here in Drummondville. But yeah, it was awesome. Loved every day of it. Were you watching any of the games like live or? Uh, no, because I was back here. Oh. Um, I flew back on Boxing Day, so I didn't get to get to catch any games. But a bunch of my buddies were there, and they said it was it was crazy. It was electric, yeah. yeah. I was at quite a few of them, and I don't know. It's good for the economy of Halifax for sure. And yeah, so I already asked you what Cotty was like as a coach, but kind of just like alliterate, what was he like 
because I'm sure he'll be listening. I want to see what you think of him. Yeah, Connie. I loved Connie. Uh, super laid back. And uh, could talk to him about anything. And he, just, he was just one of the guys. He felt like a player. Um, so yeah, he's just awesome to have his coach. So for anyone that didn't know, Jacob's my first cousin coached Out of Luke in uh, U18. Quick former Gatineau Olympique. Uh, can you talk about your dad's influence on your hockey career? He coached you in minor hockey, U18. Just talk about the influence he's had on your career. Yeah, it was huge. Um, everything I really learned learned from hockey at a young age uh, until I got here in the queue came from him uh, primarily. Uh, I skated him, with him in the summer still, and then he coached me all the way growing up. Um, a lot of little, little tricks and all the lessons I've learned uh, throughout the way, a lot of them came from him. And, uh, yeah, he's been a huge influence on my hockey career. So we're going to rewind a bit, a little bit to 2020. You get drafted by Drummondville, 11th overall. Can you talk about what the draft was actually like and what the experience was like? Yeah, it was a little different um, than most people would have just because the playoffs got shut down in midget because of COVID. And then we had there was no Gatorade challenge. Um, so it was all just online Zoom Zoom interviews. Um, so it was a little bit unconventional, and I think the teams teams weren't weren't kind of versed as much as they would normally with the Gatorade Challenge. It was kind of a weird year for us. Um, but yeah, just a lot of Zoom interviews, um, and that was about it. Really, once the season got over. Every time you come into a league, for example, U18, you have 67 points in 34 games rookie season with South Shore, uh, 20 points in 34 games with Drummondville in your rookie season. A lot of rookies have a hard time stepping in sometimes. How do you like normally go about it when you're joining a new team? Yeah, you just kind of take it in stride almost. Um, kind of learn the system that you're you're coming into and try to learn it the best you can. Um, and, then, and then see... Um, try to kind of mesh with your teammates as quickly as possible. It's a big key to it, just be able to to be personal and be able to get along with guys. And if you're going to get along off the ice, you're going to be able to to mesh on the ice as well. So I think that's just kind of a, a main thing when joining a new team is just be able to be, be open and, and receptive to anything and try to take things in stride. You guys had a lot of rookies that year because, you know, you've been loading up from all the drafts. Does that kind of make it more comfortable when you get in there? Uh yeah. Yeah. There was we had pretty much three first round picks. We had the first first pick of the second round. Um so we were able to kind of get in there as uh we had five sixteen year olds that year. Um so it's good to you're not the only only young guy in the team. There's there's lots of guys that you can kind of lean on and bounce stuff off each other. Um so yeah, it was great to kind of grow grow up with them now and then obviously now we're we're the core of the team this year um so yeah it's pretty special to have going through all those process with them so you get undrafted last year which we were both kind of surprised a bit but you're eligible this year so how does that last year like motivate you into this season yeah obviously it's it's tough to not get drafted obviously it's something that that every player in this league wants to wants to do get drafted um so it's a little tough Tough last year and not going drafted, uh, but it, it adds a little bit of a chip in your shoulder. It, it makes you want to be able to prove people wrong. Um, and then me going through the process last year, I try to help help our guys that are going through it this year just as much as they can um, and to kind of take that stress off them that, uh, that I kind of felt last year. Did you, like, expect to get drafted? Like, were you in contact with anyone? I know you were in the draft rankings, but were you, like, did you expect to get drafted? 
Uh, I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't want to kind of put expectations too high when I knew there's there's a chance I could get drafted. There's a chance I couldn't get drafted. Um, so I didn't want to put that kind of added pressure on myself. And I knew that uh, whatever happened, I was still going to be coming back here, coming back here for the next couple of years and, and just focus on having good years. Um, so that really didn't change. Uh, didn't really change the mindset too much just because uh, didn't. It was something that I knew was uh, was a possibility that wouldn't happen. So I had some high expectations for you guys this year. I think I had you at second in our rankings, I believe, I in the division. So, yeah. uh, you know, you got Maverick Lamoureux, Justin Cote, you, Tyler Peddle, Riley Mercer, that core you were really talking about from a few years ago. What are kind of your expectations for the team this year with playoffs coming up? Yeah, we're we're we've had a tough year um we've gone through a lot in the organization we've we've had a coaching change we our gm has stepped down so there's been a lot of a lot of change in our organization this year it's made it tough really tough at times um but i think we're a team that's we the last couple of weeks we've been doing really good things so i think that uh we're a team that can surprise in the playoffs i feel like as a we're probably gonna end up as an underdog seed uh in the playoffs um but we feel as a group that we're pretty confident we can we can match up against most teams. Um, so yeah, we're kind of looking forward to to proving what we can do this year. Um, and then obviously next year is the year that uh, we're uh, we're supposed to be very good. Um, so yeah, we're pretty pretty excited for the next year and a half. Yeah, we talked about this with Maverick. Like Maverick was out, Justin was out, Riley Mercer was out for most of the year. So you guys kind of fought the injury bug quite a bit this year. So I yeah. think that played a huge factor in maybe slipping in the standings. I think you guys are going to be a big wagon during the playoffs, personally. Yeah, we've had, had lots of adversity, uh, injuries, changes in the, in the organization. So it hasn't been easy for us, but I think that adversity is just going to help us even more when it comes time to, to playoff time. Yeah, so you're named captain after the trade of Xavier Fortan. Tell me your reaction to that moment. Pretty special, eh? Yeah, obviously it, it was pretty special and pretty uh, – I'm honored to kind of be the captain of the organization. I love, I love playing here in Drummondville. Um, love the city, love the team, love the organization. So, so I have a lot of pride in that. Um, uh, but at the same time, it's kind of bittersweet because uh, lost a really good friend in that trade. Um, someone I grew up with the, the whole time I was here until I got traded. So yeah, it was, it was pretty tough. With, uh, but it's part of it. It's part of part of junior hockey trades are gonna happen. Um, yeah, obviously. Uh, pretty excited to be named captain. So you said you love playing in Drummondville. Kind of tell us what it's like to play in Drummondville. I've been there before. They're very passionate hockey fans, very loud in that small building. Just kind of describe the city and like playing in that market. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's not a not a big market by any ways. Um, it's not your Halifax or your Moncton's of the world. Um, great hockey town, though. Um, the rink's always going to be filled every night. Um, it's always gonna be loud. It's always one of the the loudest rinks in the league. Um, so we love it here. We love to play here, and the organization treats us great. If they've made renovations last summer for us just to feel more comfortable at the rink, um, and yeah, I've loved every second of it. All those Quebec rinks have like those train horns, make yeah, it nuts. So sick. Like, I kind of like the small rinks too because it makes it feel more electric in the building. Supposed to, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, we have a we have a great atmosphere because the rink the stands go straight up, so the fans are almost right on top of us. That's it. Um, and it's not like a, it's not a, a small rink by age anyways. I think it can hold thirty eight hundred, so it's still 
Yeah, it's still not bad. Still one of the pretty decent sized rinks in Quebec. Um, so yeah, it's awesome to play here, and the the fans always get into it. So you're a guy that plays in a smaller rink. Um, I want to talk about they had the World Juniors in Halifax, smaller rink compared to what they're used to. Uh, do you think that's something they should do going forward with the smaller rinks? Uh, I don't know. I feel like the the smaller the rink is, the the better the atmosphere is going to be, especially if it's if it's packed. Um, that's why I love playing here, just because even when there's there's only two thousand fifteen hundred fans here, it's still going to be loud um, compared to where if you you go to Halifax at night, maybe they have six thousand. It sounds pretty quiet. Yeah. Um, so the atmosphere wise, it's it's awesome and it's always gonna be it's always gonna be loud no matter how no matter if it's full completely or it's still uh, we still only have like fourteen, fifteen hundred people, it's still gonna be super loud. So yeah, I love love playing in the smaller atmosphere. Well, another it's thing fun. I noticed in your guys' rink when you're on the streams, because I have like the CHL streams or whatever, it always looks full in there. And some of the Halifax games, if you like you said, they only get six thousand people. It looks empty. It looks dead. Like yeah, that. yeah, for sure. The the upper bowl is always filled. Um, so yeah, it's always always pretty loud here, which is nice. We talked about you guys loading up in the last few drafts. What do you think your contending window is? Uh, next two years. Um, starts with this year. I feel like we can make big steps in the playoffs this year. Um, and kind of prove to ourselves that we're we're able to to play when it comes to playoff time. Um, and then the next two years after it, um, it's it's our years. It's been been the plan uh, since I was 16 year old since I was drafted here uh, to go for it when I'm 19 20 years old so uh, yeah pretty excited pretty excited for the next two years I got a question about are you the DJ in the locker room or are you cranking heave away before games <laughs> uh no it, it switches a little bit uh Drew Elliott's our, our game DJ uh, okay Drew Elliott does it for games I hop on a little bit during practices just get the country music going you're a big Guess... country guy oh yeah big country guy not or, so rap. Excuse me. Do you like rap at all, or just? I don't mind it, um, but I don't really stay up to date with like the current rap or anything like that. So I let let Drew kind of handle that for games. Yeah. We asked this is Zach Larue. Who are your top five country artists? Ooh, Morgan Wallen would be up there. Luke Bryan would be up there. Uh, Fuller Georgia Line would be up there. There you go. Uh, what would them some others be? Cameraman Steve with the head nod of approval oh, for Florida Georgia line. <laughs> what would the others be? Um, oh, two others. Um, Dustin Lynch would be up there. Okay. Um, he was electric at Cavi. Probably Dustin. like Zach Bryan's been good lead yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah, a couple good ones. yeah, probably with him to round it out. If you could ever go to a Dustin Lynch concert, I'd highly recommend it. He puts on a great show. That does sound a lot. Yeah. Uh, I want to know, what's your favorite place to play in the queue? Uh, Halifax. Well, Halifax is always pretty special. Um, be able to come home and play, play in front of friends and family is always special, uh, especially since it's only once a year. Um, just makes it that much more sweet. Sweet when you come to the Maritimes and then, uh, yeah, playing your, your team that you kind of grew up watching your whole Whole childhood's pretty special, so yeah, definitely all facts. Do you have a road trip that you kind of dread when you look <laughs> at the calendar? You're like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, there's a couple. Uh, the Bay of Komoshikudimi one's always tough. Just be you gotta go on a ferry. There's there's hours that you go without service, uh, which 
kind of blows. Yeah. Same thing with Ruan Valdor. It's a long guess. <laughs> Same kind of thing. Service goes in and out. Those are two of the longer trips. Quebec guys probably say the maritime trips just because you saw it's it's longer. Yeah, exactly. But for me, it's always always special going back to the maritime. So I can't complain with that. You've been in the league for a little bit now. Who's who's kind of a player that's really impressed you over your career? Like probably the best player you've ever played against. Uh, best player will be last last year playing against Matt Bork and Borgo was always tough. Um, they would always seem to have four or five points on us a game. Uh, Sam Poulin in Valdor my first year. Jordan Spence was unreal in Valdor um, my first year. Um, and then this year, probably kidney. Like playing against kidney is always tough. He's he sees everything. I think he has four points against us every time we play him. So, who who's a goalie you hate uh, playing against? It's like you can't quite crack. <laughs> uh, Frankie LePena is a tough one, just be, because I played with him. He played in Drummondville my first year, first year and a half. Um, so we played him in Gatton, we played him in Trail Town. He's he was pretty good against us. That's even more frustrating because because I know Frank and Frank's a great guy. Um, so yeah, I had to go with him. There you go. All right. Well, can you give us your? We're gonna wrap up here, but can you give us kind of your probably top memory so far playing in the queue? Uh, scoring at Halifax was pretty special. Um, just just because there's so many people there that I, that I grew up with, family members over there, and be able to score in Halifax. Uh, it was really special and something that I'll, I'll always remember. We loved your high button mic'd up. That, yeah, that was hilarious. That I, was watched, hilarious. I watched that quite – I watched it before we did this, actually. I was like was chirping Buddy about his fantasy football. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> taking, taking McKinnon – or who did he take? He took McKinnon or someone over uh, – Yeah, he the controversy. Steve Hartley because he, he coached McKinnon in Halifax. Oh. Yeah. So he took him over, I think it was like McDavid or something like that. Oh, my God. What's he think? It's a hot take. But all right, Luke, enjoy Thanks. the rest of your birthday. Thanks for coming on. And we hope to talk to you soon. Maybe we'll do this again. Yeah, Thanks. sure. Thanks for having me. Great. That was Luke Woodworth, Drummondville Voltageurs. All right. And that was Luke Woodworth, Drummondville Voltageur. Um, great guy. Uh, very humble um what do you think of luke yeah like you said humble guy for sure um he's just like he is a captain kind of player you know just down to earth even the first age um yeah proud proud nova scotian that's for sure and uh yeah he's a terrific guy so yeah thanks for coming on very proud of where he's from uh that's always a very you Huge know place. never never forget where you come from smaller town yeah. bridgewater like you said only like ten thousand people Exactly. So, uh, you had something we were talking about in the break. Uh, the Derek Broussard. Yeah. Yeah. So Derek Broussard, we got to congratulate him. Um, played for what? All these NHL teams, at least twelve. Um, and uh, yeah, he uh, owned uh, Gatineau Olympique. Um, so that's why we're shouting out Derek. So congrats to you. Yeah. Also played for Drummondville for four seasons. Uh, if you look at his career That's stats, uh, 218 points, 218 points in 151 games. Uh, former sixth overall pick of Columbus back in 2006. Um, like Theo said, franchise owner of the Olympique 2020-2021. Uh, 
because we were confused why Gatineau was shouting them out. And then yeah. I did some research and that would be why. There you go. There um, you go. Oh, yeah. He played for at least 12 teams. At least. there. Yeah, he played. Yeah, he was all over. I'm trying to count them and I can't keep track because um, they're just like, you know, he played for Ottawa five years ago and now he's playing for Ottawa now. Philadelphia, so Philadelphia, Arizona, Ottawa, Columbus, Colorado. Ten, ten teams. Ten? Okay. Over 16. Rangers, years. Columbus, Islanders. Jesus Christ. But still a great player. Like, it's a guy that everyone picks up for their oh. playoff runs um, just okay. because of that leadership, uh, face-off ability. Um, yeah, just that locker room presence. So, congrats to Derek. Thousand games. Um, show, show. You got some weekend games or what? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, Saturday, February 25th, Valador um, defeats Droneville 6-4. to four. First star was William Profus from Valador, got himself a hat trick. He's now at 62 points so far this season. Sam Oliver had second star with one goal, one assist from Drummondville. And Xavier Fortin, also from Drummondville, had one goal, one assist. Um, I was watching these highlights um, just back and forth each way. Like both these teams are super fast, even though both of them aren't doing the best, but Valador's creeping up. Um, but yeah, th these two teams, their future's bright for sure. Um, and, uh, Sherbrooke defeats Bay Camo five to one absolute beating Luke Coughlin from Ramuski had himself two assists. Alexander got it. Oh, this, uh, butcher of a last, I don't know, uh, Gadio, you might know, Chris. Uh, Gadio. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh yeah. Um, from Ramuski had one goal, one assist. He has 28 points so far this season. Um, third star was the lone goal from uh, Bacamo was Isaac Dufort also having a terrific year. I uh, just wanted to interrupt. You were talking yeah. about Ramuski. Um, last week, the it's called the Colise Financier Sun Life Arena. That's mm -hmm. where the Ramuski Oceanic play. Uh, right. It was closed indefinitely. So the game on March 1st against between Moncton and Ramuski, that was postponed. And it was just announced that the game against... Gatineau on Friday is also not happening. So what's happening in the future? What are they doing? I don't know. Do you, it just said close definitely. There wasn't too much other than that. So mm. uh, still haven't announced the game Saturday. What's happening yet? So there you go. Looks like I don't have to write another Gatineau story. So. <laughs> no more Gatineau story today. Not for um, so uh, Rouen. Um, Defeats Armada 5-4. First star was Tristan Allard from Rouen. Had two goals this night. He's at 64 points this season. And second star was Alex Blay. Has 11 points this season. But he got on the board with this with one this game. Um, Dylan Gill, third star, had himself an apple of a night with three assists. Sherbrooke defeats Halifax 3 to nothing, As we were mentioning before, Olivier Adam... With his fourth shutout this season, so 28 of 28 shots for Sherbrooke. Cole Hawkins, Joshua, and Jacob Melanson all score for the Phoenix. And Matthias Rousseau gets the third star with stopping 35, 37 shots. Surprised he didn't get pulled. Like, well, not surprised, but he kind of kept the kept them in it this uh this game for sure. Um, even though that game. Not... sorry, what? that that game. Uh yeah. so the Palais de Sport, Leopold Drolet. 
the rink that Sherbrooke plays in, they hold 3,646 people. Yeah. And there was 4,005 at that game. Jesus. So it was bumping. Yeah. Was, well, two two great teams. Like, what what else is there doing in Sherbrooke than going to that game? That's for sure. So T10 defeats Shrewinigan 5-4 to four in a shootout. This was all, I saw the highlights for this one. This one's crazy. T10 were up 3 nothing thanks to Donovan Arsenault scoring two in front of the pod. Joey Hanneberry again one. And then Shawinigan comes back 3 to 3. Then Joey Hanneberry gets another to make it 4 to 3. Then Stefan, who are a junior, that's another person that's been stepping up for Shawinigan, even though on a from Halifax to Shawinigan, he's been stepping up huge. Um, OT doesn't solve anything, so it goes to a shootout. And then Bobby Orr. For the T10 wins it. So Sunday the 26th, Halifax defeats Quebec four to three. Moose were up four nothing. Thanks to uh, thanks to Antelio Biasca who got two, Josh Lawrence and Evan Bouchard. Then Quebec gets three unanswered, but they couldn't get the job done. Um, for this game, speaking of uh, um, Matthias Rousseau, this guy has stepped up huge. Even though he kind of um, he had its I was watching the highs, sprawling save. I think it was uh, Rochette's shot. And he just came out of nowhere with a scorpion kick. And uh, they kind of sealed the deal there. And then Gatineau defeats Rouen 6-1. to Alix Generon gets a hat-trick. Sam Savoie and Riley Kidney and Marcel Marcel get the other three goals. And lone goal for Rouen was Daniel Borash. Sherbrooke defeats Valador 10-1. to not naming everybody here, but funny thing is, <laughs> guess guess you wouldn't believe it. Guess who didn't get on the board this game? Joshua. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then uh, last game, Shakudami defeats Ramuski, uh, four to nothing. Um, oh, you were bugging out there. You're all good. Yeah, that was everything. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's game recaps. Ten to one though, that's crazy. I think you yeah. don't you don't see that in the queue a whole bunch. No, unless it's Halifax and Moncton. But, exactly. Um, well, Cats we podcast, you aren't watching that. <laughs> we didn't bring this up, but the Halifax Mooseheads have sold oh, after yep. 20 years of Bobby Smith. Uh, they sold it to an American named Sam Simon, owns Atlas Oil and other businesses. Uh, first sports franchise that they've owned. Um, the, when I went to the game against Moncton, uh, mm-hmm. they, someone told me that rumor was that if Mooseheads won the Memorial Cup in 2019, they would have sold then. However, that didn't happen. So they had a couple crap years and, you know, that long, long point streak they had, a uh, good time to sell was right now. So Bobby sold it to Sam Simon. What do you think of the move? I don't know. It's it's a risky it's a risky one because like this guy's not even from here for one, so it's kind of like he's not with the team. I know he's only an owner, so it doesn't really mean that much. But, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a tough one for sure. Um, because you don't know anything about this guy. He hasn't he doesn't have to do anything with hockey. He has no idea. He tried to buy Ottawa Senators, didn't he? Yeah, one time. twenty yeah. years ago, almost bought the Pistons. Yeah, of well, the NBA. Yeah, so we don't, it's it's a lot of unknown, but you never know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. And the weird thing is they never had any previous experience with junior hockey. 
Mm-hmm. In Michigan, what are the teams in Michigan? Flint Firebirds. Yeah. Just which are relatively hockey. new. College hockey is the big one. Yeah, so I I don't know how much they know. Uh, have you ever seen that movie about the Danbury Trashers? Oh, the oh on Netflix? Yeah, like where the guy or... yeah, 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 yeah. The guy essentially buys a hockey team and gives it yeah. to his kid. Yeah. Well, a lot of people on Twitter were <laughs> sending that out just because, <laughs> well, well, his son was there, and I heard it was like an awkward press conference. That's um, fun. They didn't disclose the price. Um, they actually asked Sam Simon what the price was, and he goes, no. That's all he had to say. Um, Bobby Smith's still going to be part of the Mooseheads, though, helping out, I guess. Um, That's good, yeah. though. Yeah, so I, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Bobby and, Smith, I don't think, was around very often either. So I don't know how much of a difference this is going to be. But Bobby Smith was like a lot more than just the owner of the team, right? Like he, when Jonathan Drewen was into some bad stuff, he yeah. took him into his house. No billets took him. So Bobby Smith, he took him under his wing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. No, he seems, he seems like a good guy, but, um, you don't know uh, anything about like the like ticket prices now. Like that could change, wouldn't it? Or no? Someone told me that they were going to change the name and I said that is the probably the dumbest thing you could ever do. Yeah, that's a, well that's what I thought for sure too. Cuz like people were like going around on Twitter saying people are going to mooses are changing and I'm like, "What? Why?" And I'll bring up the Wildcast podcast again because they said this as well. But the when they were hyping up the news, like people were like, "Oh God, are they moving? Are they getting a new rank? Are they?" Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't know. Change of ownership isn't that important to us. Yeah. As hockey fans, I mean, it is because like if they make some drastic changes. Yeah. But just naming the owner isn't a huge just thing. Naming, yeah, that's true. But I, but I mean, he's had Sam Simon's had a business background for like forty years. Uh, I'm just reading his like history and business and Atlas oil started in the mid eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do about few billion dollars in sales, uh, 700 employees. So I think he'll be fine. Um, just the hockey knowledge. I don't know if it's all there. Yeah. I think that's what the kid's there for. Yeah. I can't remember his son's name, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Halifax definitely does need a new rink. But it's hard because that's not a building you can just knock down because it's right in the middle of town. It's literally right now. Why Why? Why would you say they need a new rink? Well, they've been in there since the start, since like the mid-90s, right? Like, you look at Moncton has a new rink. Um, you know what I mean? So like, it, or or at least some huge renos. Yeah. They need some big time renos. He probably has the money for that. Seems it. <laughs> well, we'll see. I don't think, I don't think much is going to change. At least not right now. I don't yeah, think a new rink is in the works for five, ten years, maybe. Um, but we'll see. Um, also, I don't want to forget these again because I did last month. Yeah, uh, the QMJHL players of the month are here, and. It feels weird because Jordan Dume is not on here, as he normally is. But uh, Riley Kidney, pretty deservable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the Olympics, you know, they're undefeated pretty well in February. Yeah. Uh, 24 points in 10 games for Riley Kidney. Jordan Dume does get honorable mention. 
David Spachek of Sherbrooke, 14 points in 10 games, defenseman of the month, with Tristan Leneau getting honorable mention. Frankie LaPena of Gatineau, uh, 7 0 169 goals against 944 save percentage in the month of February. And then Olivier Adam got the honorable mention. Rookie of the month, Matthias Malovsky, 13 oh, yeah. points in 10 games for Bay Camo. And then Jacob Steinman got the honorable mention. It was actually almost a uh, full Gatineau team of the month because Tristan Leno right. got honorable oh, mention. So, yeah, pretty close. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Should we bring up our QMJHL standings? Let's do it. I'm just curious where both of us were at. I, I, I kind of forget mine, to be honest. Well, I've got them here, so no, don't you worry. Got, you got the receipts. Um, so first we've got the West division. Uh, if I pull those up. So my picks were Gatineau, Rowan, Aranda, Blainville, Valdor were my yeah. four. Yeah. Uh, and then your four were Gatineau, Blainville, Rowan, Aranda, Valdor. Oof. So essentially we just had them switched. Yeah. Uh, right now you're looking at Gatineau, Rowan, Aranda, Valdor, Blainville. But Blainville and Valdor are tied in points. With 48. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking about Blainville. Well, you know, Josh Lawrence. Josh yeah, Lawrence was supposed thing. to be there. Um, Virtue. Uh, that's his name, right? The yeah, defenseman, Virtue. the Habs yeah. prospect. Yeah. Braden Virtue. Uh, and Pat Gay was supposed to be there as well. So I think we were anticipating that. And, you know, trades can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, so that's the West. So we're not that far off. Or at least I, I'm not that far off. <laughs> I think Rowan Naranda is staying in second. Mm -hmm. They are 20, no, 19 points up. Yeah. Or 29 points. Yeah, 29 points. That was, that, was the, that was the West. Uh, we'll go to the Maritimes next. Well, the Maritimes division. So Maritimes right now, your picks were Halifax, Bathurst, St. John, Charlottetown, Oof. Moncton, Cape Breton. I had awful, Halifax, awful. Bathurst, Moncton, St. John, Charlottetown, Cape Breton. Uh, both of us didn't do so hot here. Uh, Mooseheads, Moncton, Charlottetown, Cape Breton, St. John, and Bathurst. So yeah. both of us were pretty far off. Yeah. Uh, neither of us had, we only had Halifax in the right spot. I did not. Like, I did not think Bathurst was going to be that far off. Well, yeah, well, I only had Bathurst higher because I thought, you know, if they got hot, you're not trading Kidney or Melanson. Yeah. Uh, Jan Bednar was out most of the year. Like, he's still out. So, I think we anticipated him playing a full season. So, that hurts. Yeah. Uh, East and Central, we both had the same picks. Yeah. So, I'll pull those up. Uh, East Division, we had Quebec, Bay Camo, Rabuski, and Chicoutimi. Uh, Sherbrooke, nope, that's wrong. That's the wrong okay. one. Uh, Quebec, Rabuski, Chicoutimi, Bay Camo. Uh, so mm -hmm. we only had Quebec right. Yeah. And if you go to the Central, Central is Sherbrooke. We had Sherbrooke, Drummondville, Victoriaville, and Shawinigan. Oof. 
Sherbrooke, Victoriaville, Shawinigan, Drummondville. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, tough look. <laughs> so, so, hey, that's why we do it. Hey, it's just for fun. It's no, that's why it's prediction. That's why we're no predicting. I would like to see your guys' predictions at home. <laughs> um, point point leaders, Jordan Dume, pretty well running away. Uh, 109, as opposed to Zach Bull Duke, 93. Uh, Alex Doucette leading Dume by one goal with 45. Kidney tied with Dume for 65 assists. Mathis Rousseau getting the best of Will Rousseau, uh, 29 wins. Actually, that game between Quebec and Halifax was for the goalie wins leader. Uh, Olivier Adam, five shutouts, leads the league. Save percentage, Nathan Darvaux, 929. And goals against average goes to William Rousseau, 213. And for anyone that cares about penalty minutes, Anthony Hamill leads with 111. Beauty. I'm actually curious on the rookie scores. Just because we, I feel like rookies are someone we don't talk about enough. Yeah. One guy that really impressed me when I was watching Moncton was Preston Lounsbury. Um, mm-hmm. He's got 28 points in 56 games, but he's really moved into that top six role. I didn't think much of him when I went, but like he stood out every time he touched the ice. He did score mm-hmm. in that game, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max and Massey leads with a point per game, 56 and 56. Felix Lassert, we were talking about, 46 in 56 games, 44 for in 49 games for Matthias Milovsky, and Cole Burbage, 42 points in 58 games. There you go. There's some high draft picks that are low on this list, such as Thomas DeRousseau. He's having a rough year. Uh, Nathan Brisson, I thought he was going to pop off. He hasn't mm-hmm. done a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he went pretty high in the draft, 17th overall. Yeah, so a bit surprising. Go. Bill Zonin, 34 points. He's kind of slipped, actually. Yeah, and I and I had him high, too. I had high predictions about him. But And yeah. Jacob Melanson now has the highest point streak of the Q season, 21-game point streak, 36 points in that span. There you go. And his former teammate, Riley Kidney, currently has one at 17 games, 46 points in 17 games in that span. That's ridiculous. Very, very impressive stuff. Right. Anything you want to add on? Anything? That's it, man. We covered everything. I think so. All right. Once again, Chris Tracy, Theo Iatru, key review brought to you by Barely's House of Blues and Ribs, downtown Halifax. Your one-stop shop for everything Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and the unofficial podcast of the QMJHL brought to you by our friends at Barely's House of Blues and Ribs. Thank you guys for listening. Follow our socials, key review underscore pod, and we'll see you guys next week.